Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be talking tangible action that you can take in order to achieve the life you thought was only achievable after retirement. Everything you want now in life, you can have it. Will it take hard work, patience, and uncomfortable growth? You bet it will, but it will be so worth it. On this show, we will be deep diving into the topics of lifestyle design, travel, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. I myself am a global citizen and world traveler who left my home country and conventional lifestyle behind for a life of adventure and following my passions. And that's exactly what I want for you. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Let's do this. Lee, welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show today to chat all things travel, of course, business, and travel with kids specifically in this episode. So Lee, you are the founder of Mango Tree Travel, which is a new family travel platform that helps busy parents plan fantastic Caribbean trips with their kids. I absolutely love that. I'm so excited to hear more. Before we dive in, tell us more about your story, what your journey has looked like, where you got started, and where you are today. Sure. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I was really uh, inspired by the chat that we had when we were deciding whether or not I would be a good fit for the podcast. So I'm excited to talk to you more about all of this stuff. Um, So uh, I am a lawyer. Uh, I've been a lawyer for 15 years, which makes me feel old. Um, but I, uh, I've i always had a passion for travel. You know, the minute I started collecting a paycheck as a lawyer, I immediately started spending it on travel. Um, and as many sort of young people feel, some of those formative experiences that I had in my 20s, whether it was studying abroad or taking a month off between jobs to travel, really helped to sort of shape who I am as a person and figuring out my own work-life balance and priorities. And I then and ran into the struggle that many people um, hit when they decide to have children of how do you keep up this thing that's so important to you that is so different when you have children along with you. Um, and so I became, I think, increasingly passionate about travel, but really passionate about how to figure that out. Um, and I took a lot of trips with my kids and I learned how to do it for me and my family. And I found myself trying to inspire other parents to do it when I sensed that they were hesitant or when they, um, were trying to decide what type of trip to take. And I tried to just encourage that casually. Um, and then I happened to hit a lull in my, uh, legal practice, uh, right after I had my second child, um, at the same time that we were trying to plan a trip. And it was our first trip coming out of COVID. My family had totally changed. The hotel and travel landscape had totally changed with pricing and restrictions. And it just was this insane challenge to try to plan what ought to have been a pretty simple trip, um, which was a Caribbean spring break trip. And talking to a lot of my other uh, mom friends about the challenges we were all facing, you know, it was like one of those conversations and you can see it on my website, the sort of how did mango tree get its life? It was this sort of like mimosa filled conversation around a dining room table where we were all saying this thing we wished existed. We wished there was a website that could tell us uh, about hotels that we would like as parents that would have the right vibe for us, but that our kids would like too. 
uh, it would, that it would be easier to find a hotel that had suites for families and not just a room with two double beds. And all of the things that we found frustrating about the current travel planning resources that we wanted them we wanted it to be better. And so I sort of on the way home told my husband, I really wanted to build it. And I I did that thing that you look back on where you sort of like, you dive in and you never look back. Like I just, he really pushed me. I started having conversations with people in the travel industry. I started looking to see what else was out there that maybe we hadn't found. Um, and over the course of the next month or two, Sort of clarified this idea of what I wanted Mango Tree to be. And that was, I guess, September, October of 2021. Um, and the website launched June 2022. So for the next six months, I just sort of like dove in. I learned everything. I learned everything I could. I started taking trips to research hotels. I worked with this amazing branding team to develop the brand and the website. Um, and then I launched a website and now it's sort of taken on several different, uh, not iterations. The website is still what I launched with, but figuring out the business of it and where uh, people were responsive to it in a good way has been sort of the next evolution, um, which is what I'm doing now. People have reached out to me. They find the website online um, and I, I get many, many inquiries a week for fit people who want help planning trips to the Caribbean. Um so it's been a really interesting journey, partly because I wanted to develop this resource for parents like me who want to plan their own trips to use. But along the way, what I've found are a lot of parents that actually want help from somebody who has the experience and who has the confidence uh, and the knowledge base to plan the trips to help them plan it. So I've done more of a transition into sort of, I guess, the travel advisor side of things than I thought when I started this. Uh, and so I still think there's a little bit of a, I have this website that's a resource for parents and I'm also doing travel advising um, for families. So that's the long sort of intro into how I got to where I am now. Wow. So cool. Oh my gosh. And I love how ambitious you are that you are a lawyer, a full-time lawyer. And then you're like, you know what? I get to start something that is completely different, probably something that you have never done before in the online space. And you're like, I'm just going to go for it and do it. But you're totally right. You kind of just have to start. And I actually think it's very beneficial to not know what the next steps are going to look like. Otherwise you can get so overwhelmed and paralyzed by, oh my gosh, this journey is going to be so daunting. It's better to just kind of get started and figure it out as you go along. So wow. Kudos to you. you know, so you my question so funny. My husband, I remember my husband talking to a friend of his really early in the journey and the way my husband like, described the website was, you know, a place where people can just like search a little more easily for these hotels. And the friend said, that sounds smart and easy, but surely if it's easy to build, it's already out there. <laughs> and I think I can fairly say a year later, it was not easy to build and it's not easy to navigate. And it doesn't surprise me now that it didn't exist before, but I'm so glad to have started this process of creating it. But yeah, I think if I knew what was ahead of me, it's like renovating a house, right? Like if I knew what was ahead of me, I never would have done it, but I'm so glad I did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, before I have some questions based on what you just said, but before we dive into that, so the platform itself, how does it operate? How does it work? Is it more so blog posts so that families can learn about what this style of travel looks like? Is it actual integrations with various different booking websites that you have found are favorable to families? What does that look like? 
Sure. The the main, um, I guess, entry point into the website is what I would consider sort of a boutique search engine, where we've created filters that parents can use to find hotels that would fit what they're looking for. Uh, the filters are all very family specific. So they include things like um, a pool with a shallow platform for kids, suites, uh, childcare, um, water sports, you know, water slides, a playground, a calm beach, uh, things like that. And then there's also some general ones that you would want to search for uh, for yourself or for any hotel, boutique hotels versus all-inclusive resorts, um, price point, uh, things like that. Um, so as you, and right now we have about, I think it's somewhere in like the 40 to 50 uh, hotels listed on the website and each of the hotel profiles are structured again for parents. So each hotel profile explains why we like a hotel for parents, what the best rooms for families are, what amenities are offered for family travelers. Um, and uh, those are all what will come up in the searches uh, when you're using the filters. And then beyond that, you can book the hotels either through us or the, which I think is the best way to book hotels. Uh, or you know, it also, I just, I added a button recently that um, allows people to, to book out to a booking.com or a hotel.com or a third-party booking site because the reality is that not everybody wants to book through a travel agent and that's fine. And I wanted to make sure that parents who find these hotels can book them however they're comfortable with. So they can either book through us or go out to an online um, platform to do their own booking. In a, in a perfect world, I'd love to build my own booking system and have have people be able to book directly that uh, has proven to be a challenging endeavor. So we're not there yet, but that might be sort of a, a mango tree future project. Um, but there's also blog posts. So most people are finding us through the blog. Uh, I did a lot of work to learn about SEO, as I'm sure, you know, many of those listening have done. And um, a lot of articles highlighting travel guides to certain Caribbean destinations, certain tips for traveling with kids and um, roundups of hotels that are good for particular things that similarly lead people either to the hotel reviews themselves or out to other resources as a normal travel blog would do to direct people um, to things that they might want to find. Mm, wow. So interesting. Thank you for sharing all of that. I mean, what you have done is just amazing. Um, and I, and in you saying that, I am thinking to myself, you know, I am a traveler without kids. And it's, it's kind of a roundabout way of saying what you have done is perfect. Because when I go to book a lot of accommodation, especially when it's something like an all inclusive or a cruise or something like that. And I used to get very offended as a child at this. But now I say, you know, I a lot of the times don't want to be around the kids now. I remember <laughs> when I was getting so offended about that. Um, but that's kind of just the reality. And so it's amazing that you're building out a platform that is for only the families and what they really want and what they're looking for. Like you said, that shallow pool, um, really wanting the amenities so that it is kind of a nice different differentiation of the people who want to be with their families and the people who don't want to be around the families and the kids. Um, so I, I really like that. I think, and really, I think that's right. And I, I think people who are traveling without kids should be able to go to places where kids aren't there. I mean, look, I'm the first to admit, like I got on a train the other day uh, when I was traveling without my kids and my husband like made me sit down next to another family that had like five kids around them. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Like if I don't have my own kids around, like I frankly don't necessarily want to be around other people's kids. And I am a parent. So I don't I think that people should ever have to be at a, at a hotel that doesn't have the vibe that they want. And there are some amazing uh, 
adults only hotels in the Caribbean that I sometimes wish that we could stay at with our kids. But there's a reason that we don't and there's a reason that we can't. And I do think that there are uh, so many great hotels that welcome families. But that and this this sort of leads to one of the other things I was really focused on is there are these adults only hotels. And then there's like the Nickelodeon Resort in Punta Cana. Like, I don't necessarily want to stay at the latter, but am I, am I, do I have to because I'm now a parent traveling to the Caribbean? And the clear answer is no, but those are the hotels that are so much easier to find. The big all-inclusive resorts that really cater only to families and only to kids and not really necessarily to the tastes of parents. What I really try to focus on with our hotel selection are hotels that are in the middle like I love a small boutique hotel, like a hotel with like 30 rooms that has staff that gets to know you. It turns out many of those hotels actually have really interesting room configurations and welcome children. And, you, you know, you're, the pool might not be overwhelmingly full of families. You might be a mix of different travelers. But for someone who likes that type of hotel, there are lots of them out there that you can bring your kids to comfortably. Um, but those are much harder to find. And that's what I want to try to help parents uncover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting point. And I guess I've never thought of it from that perspective. But of course, as a parent, you have of you don't necessarily want to go to the big flashy like Disney boutique resort that has 10,000 yeah. families there. Sometimes you do just want a nice, relaxing, smaller <laughs> boutique hotel, but you do want to make sure that it's child friendly. So I really like your mission and what you are doing with this platform. So I have to ask in saying all of this, what are some of the biggest struggles that you find yourself and other parents who maybe you consult with, who you have spoken to face when traveling with kids? I think um, one is what we were just touching on is the confidence to pick something that's a little bit unusual for family travelers. I, people, I think I get a calls from a lot of young parents who maybe have had their first child or who haven't traveled much with their kids. And they will say to me, as people before kids, we used to travel this way. Um, with kids, we've only gone to an all-inclusive resort or Disney um, or the beach town that's a one-hour drive for our house. We haven't tried to travel that way with kids. And we don't even know where to start. And we're so overwhelmed and we don't want to pick a place where we can't be confident that if our three-year-old has a meltdown, we won't be getting dirty looks from all of the adults around the pool. How do we even start that search? And that I think is a sort of uniform challenge I hear from a lot of parents who are trying to start traveling with kids uh, in a way that sounds exciting and adventurous to them, but that won't unravel once they're on the road with their kids. So I think that's really a big one. Um, a couple others are the flights. Uh, it's really, parents are really, it's hard to travel with young kids on several airplane tickets, you know, or several different flights. And flights are so expensive right now um, that direct flights can be prohibitively expensive. And so I see a lot of people saying, I want to go on a vacation, but with kids, I need the direct flight but I can't afford the direct flight. How do we navigate that? And trying to find good flight arrangements that won't stress out parents traveling with young kids is a constant hurdle, I think. Those are two big ones. Um, and sleeping arrangements, I'd say, is the third. Uh, being able to find the right sleeping arrangement that's not necessarily a $4,000 a night room. With a big budget, anything is possible, right? And that's true for all travelers. <laughs> but I think finding the space at a reasonable budget um, for families is another big challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you take all of those factors into consideration and also the price because you're you're so right. I've seen some accommodations in the past where, you know, it's for a family of six or seven and it's thousands per night. And if you can mm-hmm. afford that, then yeah, great. Of course, you can afford it anywhere, but that's not always an option for people. And everyone wants to holiday and everybody wants to holiday with their family and their kids. So I really like that you are making that possible. Um, so now you typically travel and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of your travel is within the Caribbean area specifically. So why Mm -hmm. is the Caribbean is such a great destination for kids? And what are some tips that you have for picking the right destination, the right country, right Island, whatever that may look like? Oh, I love, I love the Caribbean and I focused on it, um, in part just to have somewhere to start, but also in sort of developing this and knowing how much time I was going to spend on it, picking a region I would be excited to spend all my time thinking about. (laughs) Uh, and I think that a lot of families head to the Caribbean because beach and pool vacations are naturally a good fit with kids, uh, and are naturally a little easier than perhaps like an urban itinerary that involves a lot more like museums, restaurants, smaller hotels rooms, a lot more planning. Um, I think that a lot of parents who don't have time to plan extensive itineraries, just going to a beach resort is just a, it's like sort of the lower hanging fruit of travel. Um, That's one reason I picked it, but I also sort of disagree with what I just said, which is I think the Caribbean offers a lot more for families and just travelers generally than beach resorts. Uh, I really like finding islands where I can leave the resort and actually explore the island. And I think especially for parents who are trying to bridge that gap between just taking your kids to the beach and showing your kids a bit more of a cultural experience, I think the Caribbean gives you a little bit of a good starting point to do that. Um, so I will I have friends, not friends, sorry, but now friends, but clients, clients on um a trip right now. And it's sort of this exact example of a family of five that really wanted to start to do something a little bit more adventurous with their kids, but were a bit nervous about it. So we sent them to a pretty traditional resort in Turks and Caicos for four days, but then this three-day adventure off to a more remote island where they had to bring all their food because there were no restaurants. And it was one of the most stunning beaches I've ever seen. And it's that little bit of a mix between something easy and something kind of exciting and new. Uh, And I think that a lot of Caribbean islands offer that mix in a way that works really well. Uh, and, And I think that to your other question about how do you help people figure out which island to go to, a lot of it has to do with flights. Where can you get to? But a lot of it also has to do with what you're looking for. Like the Caribbean islands are all so wildly different. And some of them are super mountainous and lush and have rainforests and hikes. Others are really um, flat with more going on underneath the water for snorkeling and diving. Some have towns you can walk around. Some don't really have like a town culture. So it really, um, I have sort of like a checklist of things like, what do you really want to get out of this vacation? Do you like kayaking or hiking or paddleboarding? Or do you like snorkeling and diving or just laying by a big pool? Um, And what are your priorities can really help to figure out what the best island for you is. Wow, that's awesome. I can tell that you, you know, you're so passionate about what you do. (laughs) And I love, I really do love your mission of making it easy for families to travel. You know, when you're saying whether they want to go into the town, I know so many people who 
are singles or just a couple and they just want to sit on the beach because it's so much work to go into the town. So I can only imagine, you know, going into the town or going, you know, to the remote island where you have to bring your own food yeah. and doing all of these different things with kids would be so overwhelming. And I think probably without your help and guidance, I'm sure a lot of families, it wouldn't even be an option or it wouldn't even be something that they would know about um, that would be on their radar. I think one of the best emails, I've had a few different clients that reached out to me sort of along the lines of the family we were just talking about that said something along the lines of, we've only done this type of very easily insular trip with our kids, but reading your blog posts and seeing that the, how you've written about these things on Mango Tree have motivated us to do something a little bit different. So I'm planning an itinerary for a family like this who are going to Roatan, Honduras, which was an island that was like never even crossed their radar um, and haven't crossed, hasn't crossed a lot of people's radar because it's really like a dive-focused island, but there's also a lot for kids there that you would never really know about. And they're going to do a full week there in the fall. Uh, and I'm so excited to plan it for them because I can see that this is a family that's really sort of going a little bit out of their comfort zone um, and that that's what they want, but they're a little nervous to do it. And so finding someone who can tell them it's going to be okay. Uh, I think is really what they needed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's probably what a lot of the families just need is somebody to say, it's going to be okay. I've done this. I've been in your shoes. I've been there. Because I think without that support, it could be just too overwhelming and paralyzing. Like, let's just go to the Disney resort or let's yeah. just go. So I really like that you're providing families with other options. So the Caribbean, you love it. What is your favorite island? What is your favorite Ooh. place to bring <laughs> your family um, in the Caribbean for travel and why? So I'm a little bit of a, like, don't go back any to the same place ever, right? Because there's still so many islands to explore. The one Caribbean island that I've made a point to go back to is Grenada. Um, and this always is a little bit of like your own personal journey. But my husband and I uh, went to Grenada. We spent six weeks in Grenada before we got married uh, while we were in between jobs and really got to know the island, fell in love with the island. It was probably what really sparked my love of the Caribbean. And when we had our daughter, our first big trip to the Caribbean, our first big trip with her period was back to Grenada to bring her back to a place that we loved and to experience it sort of as parents. And we brought a bunch of friends with us um, and going back to that place where we'd spent this significant period of time before we got married was a pretty amazing uh, experience. Uh, I'd say beyond that, Jamaica is a favorite. I went to Jamaica twice last year. Uh, I could keep going back to Jamaica. There's so much there. Um, and my other favorite island that I discovered last year is Bonaire, which like Roatan is uh, a dive focused island. And so a lot of families haven't really um, heard of it uh, as a potential family destination, but it was shockingly fun and easy with kids. And so I um, enjoy encouraging people to consider places like that. So in, in you talking about, you know, it's a dive focused island, that makes me wonder, and I'm curious your opinion on this. Uh, do you think that with everything that you're doing with travel and really experiencing, getting your kids to experience travel at such a young age, and they've probably been to countless Caribbean islands at this point, and who knows They're where they're going. They're a little spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. But do you think that this will shape them in the future and change the way that they want to live their life? Um, maybe they will want to, you know, travel full time or work at a dive resort or have something that's a little bit more unconventional than the average life in not saying anything is wrong with, you know, the average life in Western culture, but that is why I left because I didn't want the mortgage, the 2.5 kids, the no. dog. So I'm wondering what impact do you think that this will have on your kids in the future? 
I sure hope so. Uh, my uh, my daughter made a comment the other day about how she and her friend were going to go live in Italy at some point. And it was funny because I jumped all over it. I said, oh, that's a great thing that you could do as like a gap year before you go to college. And I thought of that, how like my parents never would have said that to me because I was raised in such a traditional household. And I think if nothing else, my kids are definitely going to learn that we would support different choices along the way. And I hope that this sort of instills a love of travel in them. Uh, it certainly has given them a love of all things like beach and ocean. Um, you know, my daughter's six and she snorkels and that's amazing and um, loves the water. We're actually taking our first trip to Europe with them this year. And I'm a little excited now to start to show them travel beyond the Caribbean because I love the Caribbean. I think people could go there for every vacation. But, you know, we went nine times last year. And I think that uh, it's time to show them that there is sort of like this other aspect of world travel that they haven't yet gotten to see. Um, but I hope that that can continue. You know, in pre-K4 last year, my daughter like didn't even really understand what I did as a lawyer. And that's I'm a little unfair to say because no one really understands what lawyers do uh, half the time. But the minute I started this company, she started bragging to her teachers about how I help families travel and just seeing how proud she was of like me starting this thing and uh, prioritizing travel and doing this thing I loved, I think has really stuck with her also. So I hope that um, it just continues to be that way. That's so cool. I love that you shared that story. That's so cool. You know, it's, Interesting because I think when you get older, you're like, oh, a lawyer, that's such a prestigious job. That's a great job to have. So much education behind that. Um, but it's funny that she doesn't actually know what the day to day looks like, but she's so proud of the travel aspect and what you're building. And also, I'm sure that you're an entrepreneur and you're building something of your own and really pioneering this family travel industry as well. So yeah, that's amazing she keeps asking me questions about like, is this a company? Like, are people going to work for me now? Like, am I the boss? And I'm like, yes, I am the boss. In fact, it's great. But it's been fun to uh, have her on that journey with me. Um, and I just, I, having taken some of these trips last year, she and I took a couple of trips alone last year. And that was a really special thing to be able to do with her. Um, for sure. That's so cool. She sounds like she's going to be employee number one, which I love. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So one question I like to ask my guests wrapping up is what is one thing that you know now that you wish you had have known at the beginning of your journey? How to handle the stress a little bit better. And I pride myself on managing. I've had a really stressful job for 15 years, like being a lawyer in private practice. You'd think I would have learned by now that the ups and downs of the journey and of the day to day are just part of you know, doing good work and doing something exciting. Uh, and that, you know, the stress you're feeling on a busy project in the moment isn't reflective of whether the project's a good idea or whether you're making the right choice. And I really struggled last year in ways I didn't expect to sort of manage that feeling of overwhelm of starting a business and just that was like a fire hose of information of me trying to learn all about the travel industry, SEO, designing and hosting a website, uh, just all of the different aspects of th that. I wish that I could have taken a step back a little bit and said, you know, I, I tried every day to say, enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. But that often sounds a little like whatever, when you're actually in the moment, you're like, I'm trying to enjoy the journey. Um, I wish that I had known a little bit more that how long it would take, I guess, is maybe really the answer so that I could have um, not been in a rush to try to make it successful or make it um, what I wanted it to be, that it was going to take some time. That's sort of a weird answer, but uh, 
hopefully it resonates. Yeah, no, no, I think that's a great answer. And I think that, um, you know, I, I talk about this a lot with the guests that I have on because we are all entrepreneurs and business owners, and we all know that it takes a long freaking time to build something of your own um, from even just the concept, the idea of what are you actually so passionate about that you want to spend the rest of your life every waking day dealing with this one thing, this one thing that's going to turn into a business. Um, and so I think that is really important and resonates a lot with me and I'm sure other entrepreneurs as well. So where can people find you online after this? Everyone is going to be heading to your website. Where can they find you? <laughs> Um, so mangotreetravel.com is the website uh, to look at our hotel recommendations, our blog posts, book travel through us, um, all that stuff. And I'm also on Instagram at mangotreetravel, where I share a lot of family travel tips, um, photos and experiences about our own trips to sort of inspire people to find new destinations. So that's where I think we get a lot more of like the travel inspiration um, is on our Instagram account. So those are the two places I would say that people should go. Awesome. And everything is linked down below for you to check out. Lee, thank you so much for being on the show today. If this episode has served you in any way, I would love it if you shared what you've learned or a part of the episode that you loved by tagging me on Instagram at nomadneeks. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that I can continue to bring you educational content, learn and grow together. Thank you for your support and see you in the next episode of the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast.